Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Well, here we go. <laughs> oh no. Oh, we're going to have to delete that one. <laughs> Can't be throwing shots when there's no backboard. Uh, then <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, hi everybody. Wow, it's Anthony and Chris and Nick. Oh, the three of us are back. <laughs> Start calling him producer Nick. Yeah. Yep. He's going to he's our version of like well, Nadav on Two Bears, where he just yeah. makes an appearance. Yeah. And then what's uh, Rogan's guy's name? Jamie? I don't know that I show. Jamie. Oh. I know his podcast, but I don't know the show. Um, you're decked out today. In, in what? Just the, the... In Gunner Roofing. Yeah. Shout out, Gunner. Wow. That's a nice hat. Yeah, I got two of them. I have a gray one, and then I have the Carhartt brown one. Right? That's a nice hat. See wow. if I could pull a cup of strength to get you one. Oh, I, I mean, I don't need to have it if you it want. Warm. It looks warm. It's super warm. Yeah. You look very comfy. You look very cozy on this 10 degree evening. Yeah, it was cold. It's cold outside, baby. <laughs> I really can't stay. You're going to get canceled now. I've got to go away. You're still getting canceled now. So today, Anthony, um, See, I don't like to be a liar, so I'm going to tell you something right now. So I made lemon chicken for dinner tonight, but what we're going to talk about is the dish that I made this weekend, okay, for the food portion of our show today. Anthony and I are, what is that? My charger? Oh, Anthony and I are outspoken. I have an early question already. Oh, Um, no. It says deconstructed lasagna on the script. You just said lemon chicken. I'm... He, you didn't let him. He just said, I'm not a liar. So we had lemon chicken tonight, and then he was talking about the, the what's going on, talking about what he made this week for the food portion. If you, if you go back when you listen to this tomorrow <laughs> to about one minute in, you'll hear me say exactly what you just asked. So pay attention, I'm, my listen, students. I'm acting like I'm one of the listeners. Now, apparent. Now, allegedly, going to be called deconstructed. Yes, it's going to be called deconstructed lasagna. Okay, so they're going to be confused when you say, "Hey, I made lemon chicken tonight." We've already done the lemon chicken episode, Nick. So why didn't you make lasagna? I I made the lasagna. <laughs> I made the lasagna. Okay. Uh, let uh, Pikachu. Why are you wearing my slippers? He's wearing my Pikachu slippers that my student got me. For Christmas. I know they're comfy. Shout out my student. I'm not going to name names. I don't name names on here. Shout out to my principal, uh, Miss Perez. Um, That's a name. That is a name. Well, she's (laughs) she's an adult. Um, uh, She is allegedly listening to this episode today. She's like, I got to check you out. I'm a podcast girl myself. I was like, oh, you know, I learned about a new podcast today um, at work during my, my PLC professional learning committee i don't know miss perez if that was wrong sorry um i learned about a new podcast called ologies 
Okay. It's like hyphen ologies. And every week they interview a different ologist. So they've done whatever somebody like has a, studied. Like a geologist yeah. and then an archaeologist. And, and the latest one they go. did was the whatever they call the person that studies crabs. Crabs? Yeah. Like the animal. Yeah. No, I got that. There's a there's a person that studies just uh, allegedly crabs? allegedly, and so Nikki is gonna look it up for us right now and tell we us. have a producer. Look at that. Yeah, and <laughs> and so when we get that name, we'll tell you. But so this podcast is very interesting sounding, and I'll listen. And then she, and then I said, you know, I have a podcast, Dana, and she was like, what? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, and I get fired up on the pod. Uh. You know, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, but a carcinologist. Carcinologist. Do you know why it's carcinologist? Because crab is a cancer and carcinogen is cancerous. That's called etymology. Carcinologist. I said forgive me, not roast me. Thank you. I'm a teacher. I get to do that. You're not his teacher, though. You teach kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I taught fifth grade in a past life. In a past okay. life, was last year. <laughs> Shout out, Felipe. You studied crabs in your past life? Never. All right, worry about your crabs. <laughs> worry about your own crabs. <laughs> All right, listen, so we did the deconstructed lasagna. Now, Anthony and I are outspoken against lasagna. Um, we don't like lasagna. hate it, it actually. In, in its traditional form. And I, I am with you. <laughs> it could be a meat lasagna. It could be a cheese lasagna. It could also be a vegetable lasagna, and I would hate I it. you were going to say sock lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I would not eat that either. Nary Somebody would. There's nary a sock to be found in Benny right now that I know of. Um, but he is laying with us as usual, and he is he's done with his recovery. He's all better. Um, shout out, Benny. Two cheats with death since this pot started. Um, so anyway... This is actually a mouse recipe that was suggested. She was like, I want like lasagna, but I don't want it to be like layers. I just want it to be like taken apart. I said, okay, so like what? She said, so decomposed. I said, you want it to be you decaying? Want you want it to be decaying? She's like, no. Oh, de deconstructed? She was like, don't make fun of me. That's what we made. I found a great recipe for it. It called for Italian sausage, like like a meat sauce would, but I used turkey. Uh, I used ground turkey. They make Italian turkey sausage. I know you. I hope you know that. I I. They make Italian I knew, chicken sausage. I knew well, the task that was required of me that night. Okay? okay, I knew what was being asked. Needed to be a sausage guy. No, it needed to be a ground turkey from the Purdue section it just needed to be plain so anyway um what i did was i took the lasagna noodles yep and when i tell you sabrina did half the work with me i'm being serious sabrina is my new sh my new sous chef she's up on the chair every single night cooking with me i swear to you every the cookies you ate she helped me with everything she helped me with we wash our hands She's involved. She mixes. Ani, do it. She's all in. So she broke up the lasagna noodles. You got to break them into pieces. Okay. The rest of it is it's all in one pot. So what you do is it's a can of tomatoes. You do the garlic. You do the little bit of onion in the butter and olive oil, right? The little saute. 
The tomatoes go in. You're simmering the sauce for a little bit while you prepare. Then you're browning the turkey separate. You add the turkey. Um, and then letting that all simmer. Cook for about 15 minutes. Add a little bit of white wine or red wine. I had white wine, so we added that. Um, and then 15 minutes. Then the noodles go in, broken up. Not in sheets, okay? Broken up into pieces, some bigger than others. They're all going to be the same cook time because they're all the same thickness, okay? Um, and so after that, that you know, you got to stir it every five minutes. I um, I ran back to the store at this point in time because I forgot the regalta. And um, so Melissa stirred it. So it was a team effort, really, if you will. She stirred it every five minutes. Give her a clap. Give her a cheer, would you, Anthony? I'm not the producer. Give her a clap for stirring the <laughs> pasta pot. What a we got to get Nikki his own desk. Class act Melissa was for doing that for me. What a what a champ and a champion chef, if I might, if I may add. Champion. And uh, anyway, I returned swiftly with the regalt before the house burned down, and then uh, and then I went in there. And then I got Sabrina back to help me. We took the pot off of the burner so she could work with it. I'm not letting her work over a flame. I'm not that bad. And uh, we added pockets of regot, okay, in between the pasta. Then we took the mozzarella, uh, little pearls. You could have used fresh or the little pearls, which are still fresh, but they're tiny. The little little pearls. They're like uh, they're like the size of a marble, and um. And we dotted them around, threw it in the 425 oven until the cheese was melted. And that's a deconstructed lasagna. Anthony, it was so good. It sounds fantastic. The turkey, to me, I like turkey. I like ground turkey. My issue, it's never, it's always too dry. You would never so, know it in this. You'd never know it because it's in the sauce. Now, does... The sauce miss any of the seasoning from the Italian sausage, because that's a very distinct flavor. You got your. There's no fe- it caught the recipe calls for fennel. It does call for fennel. I omitted the fennel, and the reason why I did was because I knew my audience. Usually can't stand fennel. I knew my audience. I'm not a big fennel guy, and sweet Italian sausage has fennel in it, mm-hmm. and that's a turnoff for me, food wise. The spicy Italian sausage, throw the whole thing. I'll take all the spicy Italian sausage you could get. But I omitted the fennel for that reason because I knew my audience. Oh, I got both mics this time. I'm going to keep it a buck fifty here. and so maybe- Can you just speak English? <laughs> so maybe the rest of your viewers also might need some help here. What in the world is fennel? That's very good. Fennel is a spice, unlike garlic, which is a vegetable. That's for that's a callback. Um, and fennel has a very licorice um uh flavor. Okay. Fennel is a it's a seed, no? What is okay. There is fennel seed. Yeah. But fennel is a plant. Oh, I didn't know if it like turned into anything else. Yeah, fennel is like um uh it, it almost looks like an onion yeah, when yeah, it yeah. starts, but then it's got little f- like feathery Leaves. Well, you're looking at me like I'm an idiot, but coriander is cilantro. Okay. Yeah. So you knew that was a plant. Yeah, they're different things, Chris. 
I know the flavor is different, but no, the flavor just, of a no, fennel just, is the same. I just needed to. I just wanted to know if the fennel seed was also the same as the fennel plant. I didn't know if fennel turned into coriander. Something. Is <laughs> coriander is the seed of cilantro? Yes. Fennel, fennel is the, is seed, the of seed of fennel. fennel. I didn't know if the fennel was the seed of fennel or if it was like fennel was the seed of a leek or something, Chris. Fennel does not turn into a leek. A leek, a leek um, tuber turns into a leek. A leek bulb, if you might, if I might. Okay. In any I just, event, I, I, fennel for the lay person over here is is a licorice um Look up the fennel plant. I am you ever, right you've now. never seen fennel in stews? Chris seems very hostile tonight. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, I think somebody twisted his lemon chicken. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not hostile. A little bit. No. A little bit. It's been a... It's Listen, man, I was back to work today. I worked for a full three and a half hours today after a four-day weekend. I'm tired, man. Oh, you mean to tell me all those teachers that always complain about working so hard, they just get to stay home like all the other students <laughs> when, there's nothing on the, when there's nothing on the roads? Shout out to Chris's... Shout out to Chris's... She doesn't close the school. It's not her job. We were talking on Friday. I said, I said, Dana, it's going to be, we're going to not be here Tuesday. She goes, Chris, don't say that we're going to be here. I said, you watch. We're not. And we weren't. Uh, I told her. Hey, I didn't s- today? No. Oh, I didn't Did you know fennel is in the same family as the carrot? Is it really? Yes. Yes, it is. How so? It's a phone, phonic. Culum vulgare. It's a flowering plant species in the carrot family. It's a hardy perennial herb with yellow flowers and feathery leaves. Well, you, I did. I did say feathery leaves, did I not? Now it's interesting that you say that because the carrots' leaves and the fennel leaves look very similar. Yeah, fennel came into Old English from Old French fen, fenoil, which in turn came from Latin feniculum, a diminutive of fenium, meaning hay. Like horses, hay. Correct. Yeah, interesting. Not the other hay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's interesting. Fennel is widely cultivated both in its native range and elsewhere for its edible, strongly flavored leaves and fruits. Its aniseed or licorice flavor. Anise, yes, anise or licorice. Nope, it's aniseed. Anise. Okay. Aniseed. Nope. Aniseed's one word. Aniseed turns. <laughs> <laughs> these two are do you know who you two are acting like who's that i'm not gonna say his name but it's a student <laughs> in my class you're just get, pushing my buttons today all i asked was what fell was. i don't know what i did man <sighs> it's naturalized along roadsides and pastures in many regions including northern europe united states canada asia and australia it propagates well, both root crown and <laughs> it's a it's a weed. It's an invasive weed I in Australia. It. I believe it. It you looks mean? like a weed. They have them at uh, at stews. That's the first time I saw it. it in its whole form and not just the seed. It was in it's in stews and they like the shoots come up and it's got those feathery leaves and 
It, I never cared for it because it's licorice and I don't like licorice. Not a big licorice guy either. You know, we're getting off track here, but this reminded me of something. I went to a whole, uh, Carluzzi's the other day, and I saw this uh, uh, fruit, and it was like a white strawberry. Do you know what that's called? Like, do you know what the name is? I've heard of them. No, a white carrot is no, called I've a parsnip. Heard of, I've heard of them, but I don't know. I don't know what are they, they are. Called dream berries? They are not called dream berries. No, that's a thing. I, I believe it. It's actually called pine berries. I knew that. Oh I knew that. yes, I've seen those. Yeah. Yes. I was shocked. I was like, "These are raw strawberries. What are they trying to sell?" Raw, raw. All strawberries are raw. You mean no. underripe? <laughs> yeah. No, but like, okay, bro, you're trying to make me have to be an idiot. You know how bananas, they can be different colors. Yeah, when they're underripe. Yeah. Okay, raw and underripe. <laughs> nope. No, now, not. the chicken that I cooked was raw when it started, bro, and now it's not. Bro, raw for a fruit means underripe. Like no, nope. raw, raw means, means that not it's not cooked. cooked. If I say an underripe piece of chicken, that means it's raw. Chicken doesn't have to ripen. <laughs> <laughs> you ripen it. No, you don't. You cook it. You cook it. You lose this one. Sorry. I don't win many against you, but you lost. Ripening, bro. Cooking is not artificial. Nick, if you cook a, if you cook a green banana, it's not going to turn into a yellow banana. It's going to turn into a plantain chip. I think we should all try a pine berry. He tried to divert. I'm glad we circled back. <laughs> yes, we should try a pine berry. I wonder what the flavor is. I, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Where did you see it? Caraluzzi's? Yeah. Maybe I'll take a ride there tomorrow. We'll have to scoop some pines for next week. Yeah. Nice. That was a spirited affair. Yeah. Everybody likes when I get riled up, so don't it's even pretty, start. It's fun. It's great. It's a great time. Chris, we're going to get off yeah, topic here. Yeah, this time you two riled, riled me up. Last time we <laughs> got you, you going. Me. So I'm going to I'm gonna maybe tip off a future episode because I'm most definitely making this. I had it at work today. Chris, have you ever had Peruvian food? Maybe without knowing it. Okay, so there's a spot. I only know it as Lomo. That's what it's been told to me. I guess it's Lomo Saltado, which is a popular traditional Peruvian dish. Marinated strips of sirloin with onions. Oh, it's marinated steak, onions, tomatoes, French fries, soy sauce, rice, and vinegar, all mixed in a bowl. But Chris, this sauce that you put on it. Okay, we're going to make this. This is going to happen. What a a weird sounding dish, but in a good way. This is going to happen. The sauce that goes on it is called aji, A-J-I. Uh-huh. It is spicy Peruvian green sauce. This is the best condiment. I've had that before. This is the be- it's the best condiment I've ever had in my life. I don't know what restaurant we got it from today because I, I it just showed up at work. Um, could have drank I could have drank it with a with a with a straw. That sauce is fantastic. We're gonna have to make we're the gonna girls, we're gonna go Peruvian soon. The girls at Desert Moon made that sauce once. Oh. They put it on the most repugnant thing you could imagine. They, they make this thing, um, I forget, it's got to be uh, um, uh, banana y cebolla. It's onion and banana boiled Ew. together. Yuck. They're cooked together. Yuck. And served on a plate. Doesn't sound good. They get, I've never, <laughs> I've never almost vomited before eating anything except this. Like it's it was so bad, but the sauce. So anyway, I took the ahi, 
and I took it and and with my chicken and rice that I usually had, which was nice and safe. Yeah, it's kiss. It's unreal. It's a cilantro based. That's what got me thinking about it. Cilantro based, some jalapeno in there, little little cojita cheese. It's it's super easy. We're gonna make it for the Lomo episode. Shout out Alex uh, from Gunner. I don't know if he listens. I think he listens. Shout out to Alex from Gunner. Um, he's one of our taste testers. He had the chicken scarf. He loves it. So I said I'm gonna bring uh I'll bring him some homemade Lomo when we make it. That sounds like a plan. I'd love that. Get it going soon. Hell yeah. It's cool. It's cool out, cold out. Those warming dishes are always good when the weather's like that. Yeah, yeah, warming like a deconstructed lasagna. That's right. That's what it did. It, it was warm. It was good. It was good. And I don't like lasagna. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No. I got a problem with the Nick. Do you like lasagna? I've never had it, but I can tell you right now, I wouldn't like it honestly. The problem with it is that it's always wrong. I've never had I can't I can't really think back to a time where I've had a good lasagna. If it every got, time it's always sorry, every time it's always been just like either too runny or too dry thank or too you. much of something. It's always just a pile of food. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's kind of what turns me off of it. It just kind of looks like a mush of uh, sauce and pasta and cheese. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what's on it, bro. It's it's really that. I mean, it's not too different than a pizza, and it's but but it's it's just wrong. It's always too wet. Yeah, because my thing is, I feel like people always will add more like rigot just because they're like, oh, it needs to be cheesier. But that is what ruins it because when. It's the, wet. It's water. It's when it gets hot. It's yeah, exactly. It when cooks, it off up, it cooks off the water. Yeah. Same with mozzarella. Same with tomato sauce, especially homemade. When you make it with homemade sauce, if the sauce is not thick enough, oh, it's it's, a, it's over. Yeah, because the water cooks out of the sauce and has nowhere to escape because it's in layers, Nick. So it's too wet. Uh, maybe you guys can help me here. I've never had lasagna before, but I don't know why you would choose it over like a normal bowl of pasta. We wouldn't. We would never. No. It's a it's a staple of of gatherings because it's a casserole. It's pasta casserole essentially, and so it's easy to make in in two. You can make two big casseroles of lasagna and serve ten people that way because it's filling. It's a heavy dish. It's comfort food, but it's just so so inferior in our opinion to. Any other pasta dish. Well, it's like even with your heavy pasta dishes, like if you want something heavy, I don't usually opt for red sauce when I want something heavy because it just doesn't doesn't hit. Like I'll go if I want something heavy, I'll go with like a gnocchi pesto or even an Alfredo or a carbonara. Carbonara is light, but like if I want some form of heavy pasta, I'm not going to be like, oh, give me something that's going to give me heartburn the second I put it in my mouth. See, I don't have the heartburn thing, so I go for I love the tomato sauce, and that's just kind of how we grew up. We had tomato sauce on pasta a lot. We had it too much. That's why I don't like it anymore. And see, I, I, I love it. I really do, and I don't like the Alfredo like you do, but Melissa does. But, but even, I have to say, even a homemade Alfredo like the one you made, oh, my God. Oh, over lasagna? Are you kidding me? Any day of the week, you can, you put pretty much anything over pasta except for make it lasagna. I take it. It's just nah. I'll eat it. It doesn't suck. It's just never the first thing. Now that I'm thinking back, have we done a pesto episode? No. 
We're gonna have to do a pesto. We have episode. to do pesto. We've got lots of things left. Well, pine nuts Actually, go pine in nuts the, go yeah. in pesto. Pine nuts and pine berries. That's not a bad title. That's not bad. You walk into that one <laughs> accidentally. I'm trying to push the pine berries. I kind of want to try one, man. I feel like we're all on. We're all in the green. I, so I, I, I need an excuse to try these pine berries. I'd be happy if you just tried something new on this podcast. <laughs> My God. It's gonna go on. It's gonna be a, a TikTok. We'll just make it a TikTok. Just yeah. Nick trying new foods. That's oh, 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 oh my god! I <laughs> <laughs> just find the button, Anthony. No, <laughs> uh, I ain't no. I ain't. Oh, the whole set's gone. We lost it all. No, you, Chris, you do this once an episode. That's true. That's true. I fell. I almost fell. I can't hear anything. We have to get to try something new every episode. Oh, my. Oh, oh my stars. Our recording level went down. Yeah, we've lost our levels. <laughs> we've lost our levels. I think, we have our, oh, I think we have our TikTok content now. Who's the producer of this show? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There we go. We're back. That's better. So yeah, we got to get Nikki to try something every episode. I feel like that that is a great way to go about this pod and a good way to get Nikki in uh in more of a full-time capacity. I was actually going to say as the in, uh incoming producer possibly. Um I I was thinking we should start a po- uh TikTok page for this, you know? Buddy, we've had one. We I just we don't way. post on it. All right, cuz I was I was honestly going to re- uh record you guys talking about some stuff during the sports part and be like, "Yo, if you want to put this on the TikTok, like we should do it." Yeah. Okay. So get your phone out and start doing it when I talk about We just got to we just got to clean up the background, I guess. You just zoom into me a little bit. Yeah. Just put it on my big ugly face. <coughs> Or on Benny. We just hang a sheet behind us. <laughs> <laughs> that was legit. I'm being yeah, serious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, it would work. There you go. All right. Uh, shall we transition? Call me. <laughs> oh, wait. I, want, I, I, had one more th- I had one more thing to say before the transition. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this. I'm not transitioning. Because you also made something else. I'm not going to transition. Call me they. Oh, no. It was else. It was the cookies uh, also got made. Now, I want to say something about the cookies. They were gas, and they reminded me of another cookie I've had in my lifetime. Which and is if this. any listeners have eaten these, they would they would know what I'm talking about. They tasted a lot like uh, Stu Leonard's cookies, right? cookies. Exactly they, like Stu Leonard's. They tasted like Stu's, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was like the flour used was the same or something was the same, but it tasted just like Stu's. It was man. a different recipe than the one I normally but make. As a compliment. That's a compliment. They were re- like good I 1,000% agree with you, and I said the same thing when I made them yesterday. I said the same exact thing. They tasted precisely like stews. I got so excited when he just said that. I've never had a Stu Leonard's cookie. I've only ever set foot in a Stu Leonard's, I think, two or three times. We've we've mentioned them twice now tonight. You need to go to stews. Now we're building a meal. producing right now. (laughs) Let's make it that happen. Sounds like there. producer duties. <laughs> uh, go make a make a stews run. Make a grocery list. Oh my god! Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for that compliment. Yeah, they do taste like stews. So, call me Antonia as we transition. 
<laughs> oh, dear God. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, this God. is our favorite segment. This is going to be the good, the bad, and the eh. If you're expecting to hear it in that order, you might not, because this is in no particular order. We're going to start with the eh this week. Um, can you scroll down a little bit so I can see the eh? There we go. Thank you. <clears throat> So uh, there's been a lot of subpar play in the Premier League this season um, near the bottom, as there tends to be. Um, But we're going to focus on Everton uh, because um, they and Nottingham Forest prevented Leicester City um, from 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 staying up last season. So they had point deductions. They got point deductions at the end of the season last year after the season ended and Leicester had been relegated. Now, by rule, Leicester still gets relegated. But if those deductions happened before the end of the season, it's because of two, they, they, they moved money the wrong way. They were skewing numbers with money in, uh, illegally. Um, Leicester would have stayed up and Everton would have gone down because it came down to the last day of the season. Everton won to stay. Leicester won but was relegated on points. So Everton gave up points in their deductions and Leicester stood a state. We would have been horrible this season in the Premier League, but in any event... Yeah, uh, I was going to say, would you have rather just like... No, pop, I'm fine winning. off in this league? Yeah, that's what I'm I fine thought. winning for a year. Uh, but anyway, Everton has been the most subpar of all the iffy and eh teams uh, in the Premier League. They sit one place above relegation for the second straight season. And all last season, they were flirting with it. And I got a, um, I, I got a friend, Gino, uh, that I went to Sacred Heart with. Gino Ganello. He, does, uh, he just had a kid. He had a boy. Congrat- or a girl. He had a kid. Congratulations. <laughs> a few months ago. And um, he just got married. And so he does, he's a news reporter for somewhere. Uh, he kept on that track. I guess I did too, since I'm here right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's a big Everton fan. And I'd never met an Everton fan until I met Gino. And um, anyway, he was always like, oh, they suck. They suck. Well, they really do. Uh, they're flirting with their first relegation since 1950-51. Um, they're the most mediocre team in the Premier League right now, and they're the eh, uh, and especially because they, they they should be down and Leicester should be up. But I'm not bitter about that, no. Um, all right, could you scroll up a tiny bit? I'm sorry. You're doing all this extra work. I'm so sorry. The good this week is um, the Green Bay Packers stunned, not Anthony, but everybody else. The stunned but still alive Wallaby. Mm-hmm. They stunned the world as they trounced the Cowboys on the road. They beat the Cowboys. Um, and the Cowboys lose at home. Where the, Are you on the... Uh, I saw that. Oh, go ahead. They beat the Cowboys at... The, <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> which the Cowboys haven't done all season. And if I'm not mistaken, it was almost two seasons they hadn't lost at home. (laughs) I think America smiles when the Cowboys lose. Yeah. Uh, I know my mother-in-law is a big Cowboys fan. Um, My mom is a Cowboys fan now. Since when? 
Chef Skiff is a big, Chef Nick is a huge Cowboys fan. Is mom really a Cowboys fan, or is she just saying she's a Cowboys fan? Is she? She is. I didn't know that. Why did I know that? I don't know. You don't really follow her sports. Uh... She likes the Yankees. Well, yeah, but she doesn't really care about baseball that much. Yeah, the Rangers. I didn't know she liked the Cowboys. Well, I know she's not. doesn't really care about the New York football team. Well, that no, no. I think growing up, you know, she she's sneaky. Is a football like fanatic for real? Sneaky. Really? Yeah. Like she she knows football like sneaky. I know her really well. I didn't know that. I know her better than most. I mean, not that we do, but that's interesting. Well, anyway, Jordan Love, two hundred seventy-two yards passing, three touchdowns, huge performance. We love that. Jordan, what? Love. Aaron Jones, 118 yards, three touchdowns. No sound effect. The defense I don't had, have a sound effect for Jones, sorry. The defense had four sacks and two interceptions. Um, just a huge performance. Uh, thank you to the Packers for winning their playoff game. Uh, the announcers, I forget who, I watched all the games. As, uh, Greg Olson called that game. Olson, I knew it was Olson. Who was on play? I think it was Kevin, I think it was Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhart. Burkhart, maybe? yep. Yeah. Um, I they all jumbled together. Anyway, the two of them, well, Burkhart was like, this is stunning. This is stunning. And Olsen was like, don't count the Cowboys out just yet. And they started to come back a little bit, but it was garbage time. And it didn't matter. Uh, the Cowboys lose. And we just, this is, this is for the eh. I know the good, the good is the Packers. Okay. The new eh is that the Cowboys are, are doing what, Anthony? The Cowboys have announced, guys, nothing's wrong. <laughs> We're not going to replace turnover-prone Dak. We're not going to add an actual defender that just doesn't intercept the ball or an overrated pass rusher. I said it. Micah Parsons is incredibly overrated. They think everything's fine. Nick, they're not firing Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? I, I will say I don't think Dak's the problem. I think you've got that one a little bit wrong. I I didn't. I don't think he's the main problem. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Cam Newton and say Dak is a game. Man, he's a good game manager, but I don't think if you give him the ball and say go win me the game, I don't think he's gonna do that. I, I think mean, he hasn't very, been able to prove it, Nick. No, I think if you put him on 49ers, he wins. Well, yeah. If you put, shot. I mean, if you put me on the 49ers, we got a shot. Exactly. So I I don't think he's the main problem. Well, the thing, right, is... Well, a team is a team. Yeah. One guy's not the whole problem. Yeah, but the quarterback is is the main part of the team, and I don't think he's the main problem of that team. So, I mean, realistically, right, let's say you need... You're down by four. You got a minute and 50. Minute, minute 40 left on the clock, one timeout. You got to go 75 yards. I can almost guarantee you I could name... Six, Tom Brady. I can name six to seven quarterbacks I would give the ball to rather than Dak Prescott. And that's because his defense let him be down 32 with that time management. He threw two pick sixes. Yeah. Yeah, and he still put up enough points to counteract those. I would argue against that and say that the 30-whatever points the Cowboys scored in the game, 17 of those points were scored after the game was over. Dude, two of those two of those big touchdowns, one of them, Stefan Gilmore got burned into the retirement home, like looked bad. There are two touchdowns. There was Packers wide open with like nobody around them for like twenty yards. 
It happened twice. The like, last the last touchdown. I think uh, it was, I forget I think it was Luke, Mu- Luke Musgrave, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I was just like, where is anybody? No, that was that was a perfect play call. He ran a I think it was a wheel wheel route and just got lost and was wide open. I mean the, the guy had time to set up a campfire Literally. and wait for the ball. And then there was another one, I think it was the I think it was Wicks. He just I mean, he shook Stefan Gilmore yes. so bad. And it's like I, I make the joke all the time. My sister's boyfriend Shout out, Matt. Um, he is a massive Cowboys fan. I told him all the time, I was like, all you need to beat the Cowboys is a, a, a number one corner. If you sh- if you shut down if you shut down CD, they're not doing anything. Shout out, Matt. That's a strong name. Yeah, it's a great name. Great name. Matthew James is his name. Strong name. All right. Now for the bad this week, um, I'm not gonna go and and get mad. What? I think you should run a contest for who people think the bad is going to be each week. <laughs> Nick, you're, you might be giving away a lot of stuff, but yeah, I you're, I was say, you, you've had some you've had some good ideas that you can just do. You don't have to announce them. You just this you, is good too. This is all good. You can just announce. All right, that's a new one. You're thinking of all this work all you're right. going to start doing. Put your guesses in because this <laughs> one's an easy one this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it's not. Listen, we're not going to get mad uh and and we're not going to yell. I'm not going to yell. Uh I'm not we're going to look analytically at a team in the NHL that cracks when the momentum is not on their side, okay? Chris, do they happen to play in New York? <laughs> yes. So we're going to look at the Islanders, but 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 this is this is deeper than just going off on saying fire coach or 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 whatever, it, you know, blow it up, dumpster fire, whatever. Have a sale of the team. I'm not going to say that. I think I think the coach is a problem. I'm not going to even say his name until he's fired. But I, we've stooped to this, Chris. No, Lane Lambert is not the answer. But that's an easy excuse. That's a real easy excuse to go with when your team's losing uh, eight out of 11 games. It is. It's an easy thing to do, especially after Barry Trotz was the coach uh, prior, and he's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, And he was not fired, by the way. He resigned. He resigned. He had personal things that were going on at home. He has a special needs uh, kid. He had deaths in the family that that final season with the Islanders. He, he, He... Stayed home that year, and now he's back in Nashville. There's no shame in that. Anyway, the Islanders have a very hard time facing adversity, okay? They have a problem when the momentum starts to turn against them. And to quantify this, instead of just saying it, I really dug deep and found some numbers that support this. So... One of the biggest problems they've had is penalties. Uh, And their penalty kill is third worst in the NHL right now. They're in a contest with the Sharks and the uh, Blackhawks, I think. Uh, I know it's the Sharks and them for the worst penalty kill who can allow the most power play goals in a game. I'm serious. And they're down around 72% on the PK. So the problem with that is, all right, your penalty kill sucks. Stay out of the box. Well, they haven't been able to. In the past five games, they've taken a third period penalty in four of those games. 
okay? I'm not even talking about penalties in the whole game. That's just the third period. They've taken four third-period penalties in five games, which is a lot of, uh, you know, that's a lot to take at a crucial time. Uh, They took a penalty in the last night's game against Winnipeg on Tuesday night with four minutes to go down one goal. So it's the timing of the penalties that's a problem. The other thing that when the momentum is against them, well, they've blown 17 third-period leads this season. 17 times this season they've had a lead going into the third period or they've taken a lead in a third period and they gave it up. Some of the games they ended up winning in overtime, but they've blown 17 leads in the third period alone, which in 43 games, that's that's almost half your games. That's 40-something percent of your games you've blown a third period lead. Again, the penalties play into that. The, and then, and finally, they've spent 44% of their season in the defensive zone, which, all right, that's less than half. Well, there's also the neutral zone, which they've spent near 20% of the season in. 44% is way higher than the average, which is 40 in the league. Go ahead. I haven't been following the Islanders that much, but I saw they had a rough game against the Wild. I didn't see the uh, final of that game. Five nothing. Five, okay. Yeah. What happened in that one? Well, I'm I'm gonna get to that oh, okay. right my now. Bad. My bad. I didn't mean to jump. No, the- no, no, that's okay. Uh, yeah. So the last thing is they've given up the second most third period goals against this season. They've given up 55 goals in the third period, which is second only to the Sharks who are the basement of the league. For comparison's sake, they have a plus 10 goal differential in the first period, which goes with everything I'm saying. Their third period woes when the momentum starts to swing the other way. When teams make a push against them, they have no answer. And so it's really frustrating uh, as a fan and just it's interesting as a hockey person to watch how they respond or don't respond when other teams push back at them. When the Islanders get a power play, how do other teams, how do they respond after they don't score? Well, a lot of times they take a penalty right after. They get hemmed in. So what happened in the game against the Wild is they decided not to show up. I see. They took the game off. Last night against Winnipeg, who's the second best team in the NHL, they played a great first period. They had five awful minutes in the second period, went down 3-1, made it 3-2, and took a penalty with four minutes left and gave up a goal to make it 4-2, and that was the game. So they're not, they don't help themselves when it comes to um, the third period. The third period has been the killer. They're not playing 60 minutes. And so that's why they're the bad. And I have the stats to back it up. It's not just that they're bad. It's that they're doing it in style in the third period, not the game against the Wild. That was that was the Islanders not showing up to the arena. No, Sorry, Anthony. The Wild played an average game. The Islanders played the worst game of the season. Oh, no, I, I agree. The Wild, the Wild didn't look great. Um, I mean, they looked way better in the first two quarters against Dallas than they did against, you know, the Islanders, but we play periods in the sport. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Quarter. Did I say quarters? Yeah. Okay. I was looking at my bet the rent. Yeah. I apologize. It's I think okay. I read the word quarter, but whatever. 
So, they, I mean, they looked better in the first two periods yeah. against Dallas than they did against the Islanders, and that's your that's your duality. One game you lose seven yeah. nothing, and the other one you win. I mean, you win five nothing. Uh, we'll talk more about the five nothing later on. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, again, it's like I don't expect the Wild to do anything crazy, but like we were talking about that game, and we were like, this is the this is the cup for who is the most boring uh, team, who plays the most boring brand of hockey. I mean, the, the, you saw it as much as I did. The Islanders could not. They could not make a pass. No. Well, that I mean, it might be because of Brock Star, but hey, and the Islanders broadcasters gave him his flowers for sure. Um, the fact, and and I always compare him to to Noah Dobson, and what what I'm ne- neglecting to do in that is recognize that Brock Faber is a rookie. Yeah. This is his first full season. He's he's going to win the Calder. Yeah, because Brock, uh, Bedard is gone. I wish I right. placed. I wish I placed a I futures know. bet because his he's the favorite now. But before, like I was like, it's either him or Rossi, and Rossi has been. I mean, he put on like fifteen pounds. He has the mitts on him this season. He I mean, looks good. But don't get. I mean, so Noah Dobson is is Norris candidate, but again, he's not a rookie. Yep. Brock Faber is over twenty five minutes a game as a rookie. I think it's over twenty seven. He's playing like a lot. It's ridiculous. That's just the trust you have to have. I mean, let's in a player. Let's let's put it in perspective here. I don't want to cut you off. The guy was he was the defensive captain and the captain of the University of Minnesota six months ago. Won a championship. No, he didn't. He lost. Sorry, lost the championship to Quinnipiac. To Quinnipiac. That's right. QU in the overtime. Yeah, March. It was twenty seconds, right? In yeah. Overtime, twelve yep. seconds. Yep, and QU. then. He played in the playoffs against Dallas. He made some really good plays. And I now, mean, that was that was right after. Yeah, like literally like three days He's after. like, I don't have time to think about this. I don't, I don't have days to stew on this. I'm getting called up to the playoff roster. So And then was productive yeah. and made played a role in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and he's just picked it up this season. No, he's fantastic. But it's, it's nice to see him like play the defense he plays because that's what he hangs his hat on. But like. Dude can he can dish it like no, he was running he was running he was running the power play yeah he's oh, running yeah. he's running their power play uh, with with and that's the line with it was Kirill Boldy and Zook well Butch Goring was mentioning yeah. that and how he was surprised because he doesn't watch the Wild a lot and and we talk about them and and I would know this but Butchie was like wow it's interesting to see the young kid running the power play his rookie year he's strong and he's yeah. running it. <laughs> yeah. He's not just out there. He's there, and they trust him. The team trusts him. His his players trust him. Uh, you know, the wild. It's looking up for the wild as long as this guy's their leader for sure. Yeah, I mean, great leaders can take you so far, and and bad leaders can take you only so far. And and I think we should talk a little bit about a bad leader. And I'm so excited that this man is gone or should be gone. And that is Nick Sirianni oh. of the Philadelphia uh, 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 Eagles. Uh. First off, guy's a loser. Loser. <laughs> Let him cook. Loser. Like, how How are you going to have your quarterback tell you, hey, maybe don't talk trash against the Chiefs before the game's over? How are you going to wait until you're in the tunnel to yell at Chiefs fans when they can't even see you anymore? Like, buddy, you've been exposed. You did nothing to get you to that Super Bowl last year. Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen did everything for you. 
Now you have play calling duties and you hand over the defense to Matt Patricia and you lose what? Seven out of your last eight? Oof. Started the season ten and one and exit in the wild card game. And I believe I said that I think I think last week I said that the Bucks were gonna smack them, and they did. Yes, you did. Bucks just came out feeling dangerous, baby. That's bake. That's the bake show. They they were feeling dangerous, and it just was fun to watch that game because they were playing with nothing to lose. No, now I said this, Nick. We don't. I don't think we had officially met when I was saying this. I always compared. I always compared Baker Mayfield to Drew Brees, and I was like, I can see how it, you know, their careers are going to be similar. Like both undersized, both always had something to prove. Both came from a, a, a team where they were run heavy. I mean, and then now it's like you let it fly, and it's like the dude put up. I mean, Jalen Hurts. They were saying Jalen Hurts was the MVP front runner for most of the season. Baker's numbers were better. Like Baker, I th- I'm pretty sure Baker has better numbers than every quarterback that's been talked about in the MVP race, except for Lamar Jackson, who's inevitably going to win it. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's really been put in the for, uh, to the forefront with the playoff performance that he just put up, how, how good his numbers really were. People are starting to realize, wow, this guy has really turned it around, so to speak, this season. You know, I mean, he was in, I forget who he was battling against, but he was in a competition. He was brought into Tampa oh, Bay. Kyle Trask. Right, yeah. to to compete with Trask to start. Yeah. And and now they're talking long-term deal. For a 27, 28-year-old quarterback, long-term deal, you're getting your, you know, your second playoff win ever. Like, that's huge. Yeah. It just shows how much he came in, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was pumped when the Panthers got him. I was hyped because I loved Baker. But, I mean, he played horribly for the Panthers, which, again, it probably wasn't his fault now that we look at it. Um, that's kind of just a dumpster fire of a franchise. Yep. And, and, you know, it wasn't Baker's fault, I don't think. It wasn't Darnold's fault. I don't think it was – it's not Bryce Young's fault. Like, no. It's just – I don't think that I don't think Baker was ever the problem, and I think the Bucks. They said it on the broadcast. The Bucks needed somebody cheap to just give them something, and they went out, got Baker, and it's like, oh, we're in the we made the playoffs, and it's like, oh, we we're winning playoff games. Like there's, a, I feel like there's a lot of people that think the Bucks can beat the Lions. I don't, you know, I think a lot of people are riding high on the Lions, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks won that game. Yeah, I think that's a lot more winnable of a game than people are gonna give credit for yeah for the, I mean, Bucks. the lions are we're getting a little off topic the lions are a great team i guess we're not really getting off topic but the lions are a great team but like i think a lot of people and you'll see it reflected in like the sports books and stuff like that i think a lot of people have a lot of stock in the lions because they're that feel-good story yeah because everybody i've talked to that their team has been eliminated it's like oh who do you want to win the super Bowl? Uh, lions. lions like give me a lions texans like that's what i want like i want the packers to win the super bowl <sighs> myself because of the fact they beat the cowboys this guy's riding the cj stroud train over here i think that i think the texans get bounced this week and it's going to be i think that's going to be a dog fight i think they're going to even if they lose, I think it's going to be a great game. I think they're going to put up a fight. I think they're going to put up a fight. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by the Ravens. 
No, no, I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. But both, I think both teams play really good defense or decent enough defense where D'Amico Ryans or Demeco Ryans, however it's pronounced, um, I think he's going to be able to scheme it pretty well. But at the end of the day, Mark Andrews should be returning. Um, oh, is he? Yeah. You get a healthy Odell, which you'll hear about him later. Yes, you, yes, you will. Really? Yes, you will. Is he cooked in your parlay? Oh, he is. Cooked He's cooked in, in my parlay. parlay too. He's cooked in the parlay. Um, so you'll hear about Odell twice later. <laughs> Did we both parlay that game? Is that the only thing? I only parlayed that game. Oh, no. Don't tell me you parlayed that game. Yeah, I did. I thought you parlayed the whole, the whole slate. No, I did, only did that game. Oh, let's hope we're on the same page here. No, no, I'll clear it out. We, you can, you no, can no, tell. No, you, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Do, no, do yours first. I'll do the Tampa game. I want to hear what you have. I might like yours better. Give people options. I got two CJ Stroud uh, legs, an Odell leg, and maybe a Lamar leg. I want to hear them. Right. We're going to give this we'll keep a chance it. We'll keep it. here. Um, are you an executive making an executive producer decision? I am. Back to the Eagles real quick. I, okay. I would like to say I saw this on TikTok. So you can say what you want about it. This was the craziest thing. One of the craziest sports things I've seen. In 2017 or 2018, the Cardinals started the season 10-1, and just like the Eagles. Yep. Ended the season eleven and six, mm-hmm. just like the Eagles. Got bounced in the first round by the Rams, just like the Eagles, and the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl. Oh, so we're saying. And then, be. and then, the Cardinals went on to finish the next season four and thirteen. People are saying the Eagles will finish next season four, four and 13. thirteen. That's. Do you see it? I could. I can't see the no. I can't see that Eagles team being that bad unless they completely break it down. Um, I mean, the first thing they're going to have to do is they're going to address a the the uh, a Hall of Fame size hole on their offensive line yeah. because Kelsey hung it up. He informed his teammates he was retiring, and very sad to see. It's a huge loss for yeah. the team. I mean, they were saying he was on Peyton Manning level, where it was. Yeah. he was on such a he's on such a he's such a talented player. Where it's like he'll stop playing when he wants to stop playing. Yeah. Which, if listen, if I was ever a professional athlete, that's how I want to go out. Oh yeah, like I don't want to be. I mean, he, you know, top five running back all time talent wise, Adrian. I don't want to be Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I don't want to bounce and be on the Cardinals, then the Saints, then the Lions, exactly, and the Titans, yeah. and this. No. Like, let me go out on top. Yeah. Mate, like, let me pull a Luke Keekley. Let me yeah. go out on top. With my team. Exactly. Exactly. But, I, I mean, Keekley saw Tepper and, and Matt Rule coming down the pipeline and said, no. <laughs> yeah. He's been, yeah. <laughs> and he said, no, thank you. I'm not. Um, I'm good with that. But no, they're going to have to replace Jason Kelsey. Um, realistically, I mean, we're being honest here. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good of a quarterback. You take away a one-yard rush where everybody's pushing him, and what is he? I mean, Vita, Vita Vea took away the tush push yesterday almost single-handedly, or the other day almost single-handedly. Yeah. So it's like you take away that, and it's like, what do they have? And then now you get to look at the creativity of guys like Nick Sirianni where it's like, oh, that's what he can cook up? You need a you need a yeah. score, so he just rugby scrums. And there's, now there's so many quarterbacks that, given that receiver core, would be Super Bowl contenders right now. Oh, absolutely. So it, I think it is a shame that Jalen Hurts cannot make that receiver core a Super Bowl team. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. One thing that I want to say right is if you're gonna give the tush push, if you're gonna allow that to be a thing where where you go ahead and allow 
somebody to run into the defender or whatever and then just keep pushing, you should be allowed to do it as a defense. Yeah. I don't, I don't think forward progress should be a thing if you're going to allow the tush push. I agree, yeah. Because you, the defense could have backwards progress and you can just lose 50 yards. Yeah. All right, and we're back click-free. Let's hope Chris edited that Yes. or else it's going to sound real awkward. He probably won't, so he you probably better make, remind him. Yeah, he's he, he misses editing a lot uh, occasionally. Um, but he's going to go do dad duties, so Nick and I are going to do some degenerate uh, degenerate duties. Yes, right here. yes, as and we do, gonna, as we And do. we're going to cook up a parlay. We'll, we'll start it off. I can cook two up, I guess. We'll start um, one. It's just your regular Sunday slate, Saturday, Sunday slate. Um Real simple. I'm taking the Ravens. These are all money lines. It's like 10 to win you 30. Who cares? Um, Ravens over Houston, San Fran over Green Bay, Detroit over Tampa, Buffalo over Kansas City. Simple. Um, I don't see, realistically, I don't see those games turning out any other way. Right? You know, like I said, I could be. We could be surprised with that Tampa Bay game, but you know, if you wanna, if you wanna be risky and bet something else, I'd say maybe bet that Tampa game bet the Tampa money line because you know the influx of money is going to go to Detroit. Yeah. We know that. Definitely. So Nick, what is what is this parlay you got cooked for I us? think you'll like it and I think you'll partially agree with it. Um, I'm doing a Houston special is what I'm calling it this week uh, for the Texans at Baltimore game. I'm a big C.J. Stroud believer so I got C.J. Stroud going over 248 and a half passing yards. I got C.J. Stroud throwing over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think that's a very generous line. Two passing touchdowns for CJ. I think that's a lock. I got Lamar over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think we're going over almost over 60 this game. Easily over 50. I think so. I do. So I, I that's how I think the game's going to go. And I got Odell going over 32 and a half yards. I think that's a generous line as well. I think that could easily be a lock. And that's all I got. Four legs. I'm trying to keep it simple. Trying to get a win here. Uh, at plus ten fifty four, and uh, yeah, that, that's my parlay right there. I think it's a nice one. I like it. It's simple. It's simple. Yep. We're we're rocking with it. So I'm. I had one for that game too. I I canceled it out. Um, I think it. I mean, I can go quick over it. I had, um, it was like a plus something. It was it was one of those ridiculous ones. Oh, but, it was a ridiculous. Yeah, I had a Dalton Schultz anytime touchdown. Yeah, that's probable. I had an Odell Beckham anytime touchdown. That's an iffy, but I had I had Stroud over one and a half touchdowns. Yeah, for sure, that's a good one. I had Stroud over one point or point five interceptions. Okay, maybe yeah. I had, and I think I did alternate passing lines of, I think I just did Stroud over two hundred and Lamar over one seventy five. Yeah, those are solid. I think that was it. I like that parlay. And then I added the I added the Baltimore money line. That's a good parlay. I think it was like right around a grand. Just yeah. throw, throw that on. Honestly, we'll, that's pretty pretty fair. That's solid, right? So I'm I'm crafting one as we speak because you know the producer and I didn't plan this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do one for this uh, Detroit game because this is the one all eyes are gonna be on. I think I'm gonna go. Right. And hear me. This is my thought on Detroit. By the way, I don't like Detroit. Really? I think their defense is a bit dirty. I think they throw some dirty hits out. I think they get away with quite some penalties, and I think they're overhyped because of their coach is a little, you know, he's a loose cannon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're absolutely overhyped. Like I said, it's the feel-good story of the year. Um, 
So, Chris, while you were gone, we had some crackling on one of the microphones. So we left uh, we left a nice big chunk for you to edit that out because we wanted to make sure they were all good. Oh, thank um, you. Appreciate you. So, my, I mean, Nikki went through his play, uh, playlist. Nikki went through his parlay. Great. I did a quick parlay on that game. I'm building my I'm building my Bucks one now. Um, but the one you know the one that I had on that game wasn't too wasn't too crazy. Pretty. Uh, I can't wait to hear them. So, yeah, well, listen. Oh, I'll listen. No, you don't need to repeat them for me. So, on this Benny. one, this is going to be a, just a plus 1,000 parlay. Oh, no big deal. Bet 10 to win 100. It's going to be the Detroit, Ti- Detroit Tigers. Those are doomed. Those parlays. Those are doomed. Detroit, Detroit Lions money line. Amon Ra St. Brown anytime touchdown. Cade Otten anytime touchdown. Those are killers. Anytime touchdowns are the bane of my existence. They never hit. This guy's part of the NFL, the no fun league over here. They never hit. Anytime touchdowns are always a bust. I had a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Didn't hit. I had um, another one. That's why we're we we anytime there's an anytime touchdown in a parlay you got to realize that it's ten dollars to win a thousand if i had good solid gambling money do you not think i would bet the plus you know 38 five hundred dollars to win a lot more money yes i would do that but we're balling on a budget here anyway so let me finish benny detroit lions money line amon ross st brown anytime touchdown kate otten anytime touchdown 200 passing yards out of Baker, 200 passing yards out of Jared Goff. That's okay, it. Plus 1,000. I suppose that's fine. Thank you. That anytime touchdown is going to kill you. One of those two is not going to hit. Yeah, but listen, man. Who scored all of the touchdowns against Detroit? Oh. I don't know. I was asking. I don't know. It's a long it was, time ago, Ant. I think it was. I think it was Puka. I think Puka had two. Yeah. Um. So you got to think, right? They're not going to let. They're not going to let Mike Evans burn. The, oh, that's a. You know what? Oh, see, ah, no, no. I might. I might want to flip this to the Tampa money line. Do we think Tampa's going to win this game? No. That's because the they got. They got. Dude, they got cooked by Puka and Cooper Cup. And Puka and Cooper... Cooper Cup didn't do anything in that game. Cooper Cup had like 75 yards. No, he didn't. He was up there, I think. No, he didn't because he was in the parlay and he didn't hit. So, my I said over 50 yards for him. He had like 34 yards. Do you think that... Do you think that the Lions can handle... Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Kate Otten and Josh Palmer. The Lions are frauds. All right. Well, I wouldn't go that far. No, I don't think I they're. Do. I disbelieve in them. I disbelieve well, in the Lions. Well, they've already won a game. Their defense is a liability, and against a real good team that can shut down their offense, it's over. Whatever team they come across that can put up good Look at points him with the football talk is putting up a forty piece on them. Then it's over. They're dropping a forty piece, dude. Aaron Donald was that Detroit's offensive line is a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> the first two drive, I think it was the first two drives. They ran every play 
was a run play behind Panay Sewell. They ran the ball at Aaron Donald, and the Rams did nothing. With three people. With three people on Aaron Donald. Three people blocking him. Did it work? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now they're not going to need three linemen to block one down. Well, I don't think they're going to need three linemen to block Vita Vea. So guess what? How that works? Your guard is going to chip and move up to the next level. So in this, if, if any hey, case he here, does. he knows. In he any knows. case here, I think if anything, Jameer Gibbs is going to be over David Montgomery. So if you want to take more rushing yards for Gibbs, that's going to be a thing too because they're going to be able to run zone and gap schemes because they're not going to have to worry about Aaron Donald and they don't need that down and dirty David Montgomery run. The Rams' defense is composed of one human being. Oh, Other no, teams not. have real defenses Kobe that are not Tur- complete Swiss cheese like the Rams. <laughs> not. That wasn't a Swiss cheese defense game. That was a one-point game. Kobe Turner. The Rams' defense is terrible. Kobe Turner, who is also a defensive tackle, should win Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's probably going to go to Will Anderson, but it should go to Kobe Turner. The dude was nasty. They, they have solid linebackers. It's like, yeah, they don't have the names, but it's the this is a situation where the sum is more than the 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 the, the, the yep. You know what I mean. <laughs> they don't have the names, and you know what? They don't have the talent either because I saw it last game. The Rams defense is terrible, and when they play a good defense, it's over for the Lions. Well, we shall see. We nobody will. nobody cares about hockey parlays, but I've got your safe. Actually, Alex from, from Gunner, who I shouted out, he wants the scoop on the hockey parlays because his quote is, if you know hockey, their parlays are easy money. They are easy money. Thank you. Take it away, Christopher. Thank you. All right, here's your Saturday parlay. There's not as many games this Saturday as there are uh, usually. Um, there's a lot of games on Friday this week. Uh, I, it's just because of the playoffs, the NFL playoffs. It's just how the schedule. They want people to invest in football. That's just what the world does. Uh, the country does. Anyway, here's your three-legger for that is right in front of the screen, the microphone. That is right in front of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't see it at all. I could have moved, but I was just like, why is it there? Um, All right, first one. This one should be the slam dunk of the three. It's Jets money line at Senators. The Senators are bad. The Jets are very good. Um, uh, The Jets just beat the Islanders, and they're a very good team. They didn't even play their best game. Hellebuck led in a bad goal, and uh, they still won 4-2. yeah, they're a force. They'll probably play Laurent Brossois in that that uh, for them, uh, and the Senators are not good. Oilers minus one and a half at Flames. If you wanted to, you could take the Jets minus one and a half of the Senators and the Oilers money line. The Oilers have won eleven straight games right now, and yes, they have another game in between now and the Flames on Saturday. But the Flames are not a great team. The Oilers are as good a team as it gets right now. Finally, it's like we've been waiting for them to be a, a powerhouse of a team and go on these runs. Uh, and finally, they're getting the goaltending uh, and the scoring. Oilers minus one and a half. They might blow the doors off the flames, I think, 5-1 or something. And then I have stars at Devils. I will not ever take the stars money line in a parlay on Bet the Rent ever. I'm boycotting that team. You know they had a tweet they tweeted, did I screenshot it their, for you? Their social media team is awful. Oh, did I did I screenshot it? I hope I did for you today. 
Oh, you know what, Ant? I don't think I did. Um, it was it was at NHL. Look up the last time a father and son's son scored a goal in the same game. It was Pavelski and some rookie. I don't know who it was. I was just like, what is this? What kind of tacky nonsense is this? Blech. Are you looking up the Stars' Twitter? Look at us having a producer. This is great. This is this is different. This is an this upgrade. is different. At, hey, at NHL, can you check if if fifty five seconds is the record for fastest goals between a son and a father? Who is it? It's Pavelski and who? Johnston. Oh, why Johnston? Yeah, why Johnston? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell the name. Uh, well, that's funny because I thought Pavelski was the son and Matt Dumbo was his daddy, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I, I take uh, – anyways, before I get back into that, the Stars at Devils over six and a half goals. I was going to go under seven and a half, but I was like, you know what? This game is going to be feisty. That's a, a Stanley Cup final rematch um, from many moons ago. Um, was it like 90, 99, 2000? I knew it was 99. I was going to say that. And, um, yeah. Dallas won that, right? No. Did no, they? they didn't. They did. Dallas won that. No, they didn't. Devils won that. <laughs> Look it up. I don't. Look it up. I, I think that I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, here's your it. trivia question. Did Dallas win the Stanley Cup in 99-2000? Yes or no? I'm going no. Champion was the champion of the 1999 Stanley Cup Finals was the Dallas Stars. Damn it! I, I knew it. I said that first. I know. I said that first. Damn it. Who did they beat? The Buffalo Sabers. Oh, it was over the Sabers. What do you open that phone up? That's what it says. I don't think it was over the open Sabers. Open the phone. I swear to God, read it, bro. The 2000 Stanley Cup, 99-2000. bro. What do you mean? You're a dunce. Does that not say 1999? The 1999 was the culmination of the 98-99 season, you <laughs> ding-dong. I said 2000. He was right at first. Yes. I w- why did you say the Stars you, won it? Why are you telling me 1999 if it's 2000? Because it's the I said ninety nine two thousand. They, they play the they play the cup. In yes, the Anthony. I shouldn't have let it be a production. The <laughs> Devils won the Stanley Cup in two thousand. Yes. That's okay, I knew that. I'm... And who did they beat, Nick? The Dallas Stars. Thank you. <laughs> what was the year before? The Dallas Stars beat the Sabers the year before. <laughs> All you've been saying was nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine two thousand. No, you said nineteen ninety nine. Run it back. <laughs> you could run it back. You could run it back. Anyway, it's a rematch of the 99-2000. You can play it back, and I said 2000. Uh, Stanley Cup final. Uh, I heard it was 1999, and he was like, I was going to say 1999. No, no, you were going to say 2000, you no. said. Ooh, oh, ooh. No, I was going to say 99. It's 99-2000, like I said. Well, yeah, the 99-2000. But that's what you meant. No. Yes. yes. The 99... If that's what you meant, that's what he meant. That's not what he said. And that's not no. What he said. The 99-2000 Stanley Cup reflects... It was played in 2000, but it reflects, reflects the, the 99, 99 season. season. Just like right the now, Michigan, Michigan is the 2024 college 
football champions. Right. They played every game except two in 2023. 23. Look up. All right. Whoever's <laughs> listening right now, look up the 1999 Stanley Cup champions and tell me what comes up and tell me what it reflects. The 98-99 season. Mo- it, reflects. <laughs> it reflects the Dallas Stars winning against the Sabres in 98-99, not 99-2000. Yes, but I wasn't referring to that because the Devils didn't play the Stars in 98-99. I didn't. I said 99-2000. Play it back. Oh, my God. All right, so Chris is far away. Jets Jets money line at the Senators. I have Oilers minus one and a half at Flames and Stars at Devils over six and a half goals. You dope. I'm the dope. Grammys grinders. Let's bring it on. Mine. Anthony's trying to go home. Yeah, I want to go home. Mine. Jules um, is like, come on. Yeah. Get him out of here. Uh, my Grammys grinder of the week is the flower, Marc Andre Fleury. Um, why is that? Because he shut out. Who did he shut out? Uh, you could say it. I love flower. He, th- no, he shut the Islanders okay. out. Hey, I w- <laughs> you can ask Melissa. No, I, I was out there clapping when the clock ran down. I was very, very happy for him. Now, Chris, why were you clapping and happy for him? Because I'm a Marc Andre Fleury fan, and he's now second all time in NHL wins. And that's huge for Marc Andre Fleury. Past his idol, Patrick Waugh. Congratulations, Flower. And one thing we love to talk about is every time um, a puck hits the crossbar, you 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 kind of see it, and he'll he'll you know kiss the crossbar, and yeah. he talks to it, Tapped and it. and they ask him when you thank the crossbar, do you thank him in English? And he said, well, actually, I thank him in English and French because I don't know, uh, because I don't know what language it speaks. I don't know where they built it. Sure, um, I have another one for you. This is another kind of funny thing about uh, Mark Andre Fleury. They interviewed question, uh, former teammate Nick Benino, and they asked him about playing Flurry. And you'd like this as a goalie. Quote, every time we play each other, he's so vocal on the ice. I'll have a scoring chance, and he'll throw out an insane poke check, and then I'll hear him scream, poke check, and start laughing. It definitely lessens the sting out of not scoring, knowing he's in there just having a blast. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of <laughs> see it because last season he, he wasn't playing well, and this season you could see this – he probably understands his time is, you know, coming to a close, and he's just out there having fun again, which is really nice to see. And he's playing really well, man. <laughs> he's playing awesome. He's playing a big workload with, uh, with Gustafson having been out. Yeah, I know he's back, but he he's shouldering more of the load, and he's playing a lot better uh, than he did last year. And it's so fun to watch him have success. And uh, honestly, if I used to not like him when he was on the Penguins. Uh, just because he was on the Penguins, um, but I I said to Melissa when I, when I was clapping for him, I was like, "This is a guy that I used to emulate all the time when we would play floor hockey. I would make pads out of cardboard, and I would color them yellow. That's awesome to look like Mark Andre Fleury when he was on the Penguins. Um, this is a true story. I mean, I know you remember it, um, Nick. It, so no, that's huge. I'm so happy he got it for you. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but on TikTok I saw he went for an excursion uh, in a game where they were losing like six nothing. Oh, where he just went out. Yeah, on his little ma- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Did you see that? He went. He went out after a puck and was like nowhere near the net. He just. He just went. Yeah. He just went on an adventure. He, he does that all the time. He loves adventures. It's the flower. The flower. Nick, do you have a grind? 
What Copyright strike. There it is. Oh, We're out. God. We're done. Do you have a grinder? I do. All right, go ahead. All right. Um, because you guys always ignore the NBA on this uh, podcast. I have the NBA on mine this week. I don't like the NBA. And it's very funny because the last time I said this, Chris also then came in with an NBA grinder right after I said you guys ignore the NBA and I picked an NBA grinder. But I got an NBA grinder and I'm <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick Russell Westbrook oh. as my NBA grinder. And you know what? There's a couple reasons. Number one, he gets so much hate for no reason. And he's an escape goat. Wait, no, what? Sorry. A scapegoat. He's a what? I paused. I paused before you said anything, so it's declined. I paused before you said anything, so it's declined. I paused before so you I paused before you called it out, so it's declined. It's been expunged from the record. The penalties have offset. Replay second down. He is the scapegoat. There you go. For every team that he ends up on as the reason they're losing, specifically the Lakers. And he was never the problem because look what are the Lakers doing now without him? Dude, the Lakers are the midseason tournament champs. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're doing nothing. So Russell Westbrook, he's averaging eleven, six, and five this season, but his past three games, he's averaging twelve, six, and six, and he teased a triple double with twelve, eight, and thirteen against the Timberwolves. In a game that they almost won. Is it bad that I don't even know what team he's on? The Clippers. You couldn't have. I'll give it to you because he's a grinder this week, and him I mean, his numbers are not what they were with OKC. In his, oh, no. but and he grinded this week. But he grinded this week. Sure, I'll give it to you, Russ. We talk about Russ on the pod. It's probably the first time we've talked about Russ. I have a soft spot, but I feel bad. That's fine. My v- Grammys grinder of the week is Victor Weminyama. Because he is on an absolute tear, not only this season, but especially in his last week plus uh, of action. He's averaged 23.8 points per game. He's averaging a double-double per game over the past week, his his past five, six games, including one triple-double. He's the front-runner for Rookie of the Year. He is a rookie doing this all with the Spurs. Um, And he had a huge week. Uh, I mean, averaging a double-double uh, as a rookie, I mean, that's always good. The dude is so tall. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm leaning in for the mic. He's on my fantasy team, so I approve of all this right now. Yes, he is my grinder. He's really grinded it out this week for the Spurs. And, uh, wow, two NBA grinders of the week this week. Wow. Very good. <laughs> It's a sports. It's a sports podcast, Anthony. I just don't. It's listen. We've talked about this before, but it's just basketball is so boring to me. I agree, but I think the playoffs are fun. The, the playoffs NBA. are cool. I'll watch like all of March Madness because oh, who yeah. doesn't? Like I'll watch that, but like I just can't. Like I would rather watch anything else than an NBA regular season game. You know what I like to watch before we leave is curling. That's a story for another time. Curling. In two years, we'll talk about that. Before we wrap up, I want to show Chris this clip. So maybe you can remember after we get to the exercise. <laughs> oh, flower. <laughs> so flurry. <laughs> Flurry's out on the. <laughs> I think he's out at the circles. <laughs> he went out to yeah, play the puck. He <laughs> to play the puck. He, he, no he chased. He chased. He chased. He, he chased the Coyotes player around, and then. Tried to whack the puck away from him. Yeah, Again, he's he's at the outside of the face-off dot. 
and then he shimmies back to the net. The puck did not go in. He actually influenced the play. Oh, yeah. Mark andre He's just vibing out there. <laughs> throwing him. They were down 6 nothing. Yeah. I, I, Who I'm cares aware. at that point? He's just trying. Yeah. You know, it's good to see him have fun. Uh, we got to see Ken Appleby for the first time in Islanders jersey against the Wild, and he uh, he he gave up two goals that were not his fault. But... Not as not as it's better than it's better than Jesper's uh, better than Jesper Halstead's um, yeah debut. Yeah, but that anyway, was tough. there you go. Are we good? We're all good here. Thank you, Nick. Um, you're gonna see finally some posts this week because yeah. you're you're starting tomorrow. Um, um, yeah, let's get it going. Um. This has been Sports and Spaghetti. Follow us on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod and on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod. Uh, it's there. It's there. It's just been dormant. It's been hibernating. <laughs> For a while. It's been hibernating since Ant got his new job. Quite literally. <laughs> I don't have downtime anymore. Uh, it's okay. You're a big boy. What? I have the downtime. Yeah, we'll see for how long. Good job job inter- uh, interviews coming up um but anyway um i'm chris and my brother nick thank you nick and anthony is over there and it's been sports and spaghetti and take us home as always this has been sports and spaghetti hug your loved ones deconstruct your favorite pasta dish and as always stay full